know, this episode is going to come out on December 1st, and you know what that means. Oh, it's officially Christmas season. It's officially holiday season. Let's be, you know, politically it, correct. But yeah. It's true. It, um, it's also officially birthday season, which is really all I care about because, you know, the world revolves around me. I know. Well, you know, it My is also does. the same month as December 27th. Just uh, saying. That has just added a whole <laughs> new factor into. You have no idea what December. I planned for my house for December twenty seventh. <laughs> oh my god! You made plans in your house? In my head, yeah. In your head, okay. Hopefully for my house, but the until they come from the head to you know, it's it's there now. But we'll see because it's two days after Christmas, and you know. <laughs> Should I bring this through the whole episode? Yes, please. <laughs> It's not annoying at all. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I want to see you talk into your microphone, shake your little, shake your booty or whatever it is, uh, hold your glass and read your Hold on, I'm shaking my glass and it's going to get messy. <laughs> what is that? What are you drinking? And your nails are amazing, by the way. Well, thank you. You are That's welcome. so kind of you. They're very Christmassy too, see? They are. God. What are you drinking? I am drinking, um, I think it's a mudslide. I think that's what it is. It's basically vodka, <laughs> Kahlua, and Bailey's. It's my... Mudslide? Wow. Yeah, all through the month of December, I'll drink these right up and through New Year's, and then I stop for the rest of the year. I only drink it during the holidays. That, okay, because you know how I live under a rock? Yes. I didn't know what a mudslide was. I mean, I, I know, you know that, I mean, I've changed diapers, and so I think I, I know what an official mudslide is, but the yeah, drink, think, what is it? Kahlua it's, and? it's Kahlua, Bailey's, and vodka. I think when it has vodka, I think it's a mudslide. Or I'm wrong. Or okay, I'm, I'm, I just, the vodka I'm not sure about, but I, I have to try it before I judge. It, it adds a zing. It adds, it adds, an, it, it's actually, it's better than just, like Bailey's and Kahlua by themselves is a little too, it's a sticky sweet drink. Right. Um. So by adding the vodka, it takes a little bit of the stickiness out. Okay. I get it. Yeah, I wish I'd anyway. known that one during my diaper changing years. <laughs> Please do anything will do. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, my friend? Well, I haven't slept in about two days, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm I good. Know. I'm sure, you know, I have no idea what's in these notes. I wrote it all down, but I haven't slept in a gazillion years. And <laughs> oh, tell the people why you haven't slept. Well, I did. Well, as it knows, I was traveling. We were in the closet, all those things. And now I'm back. But unfortunately, I could not sleep last night at all. And I've, I didn't even nap once today. And oh. then the pressure of hurry up. You've got a podcast to throw together. And of course, it changed my mind as to what I was going to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But just to be clear, I wasn't the one pressuring you. It was all you. Internal was, you. Yes. Future I'm also you. The one, yes. It's, I'm also the one who has to edit it. And last week, you know, at five o'clock in the morning on Thursday, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't edit my podcast and it's due in one hour. And it did not make the deadline. It had to it went out at like 830, I think. Well, anyway, I, you got it done and you were working under what's going on. What are you looking at? Why are your eyes all weird? I just heard a crazy noise. I thought it was from your end. No, I think it is from my building. It Don't sounded like someone was being murdered and you didn't care. <laughs> Okay, so I think what I was going to propose to you today, but since you brought it up, is that we turn this into a true crime. Um, because true, I got... This would be, you know, it'd be great. It's a true crime. It is. I caught wind that there was going to be a murder next door. And I was like, this can be a live true crime. <laughs> to be fair, um, you've got your mudslide. I just had this really good, like, chocolate pudding. Mm -hmm. And it was so good that 
I, I, I teared up a little bit when it was ending. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> not over chocolate cry. pudding. <laughs> you know, I don't, I am not a fan of chocolate ice cream. I'm not a fan of chocolate cake and I don't really like chocolate pudding. Oh, I think you should have mentioned this before we became friends. Because well, no, it just I'm means I won't take it from thing. you. It just means you get more. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Oh, <laughs> it works in your favor. Oh, and you. can you unsee my eyebrows yet? You're there. <laughs> Mars can see your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to know, I went and I had my eyebrows done and my nails done. And I'm advancing in age. And sometimes as it happens, you can't tell I have no wrinkles. No, you are gorgeous and, and very young looking. No, you are. It's all well, that I'm jogging uphill. <laughs> with, a, with a splinter in my thumb or a <laughs> pinprick. Yes, it was terrible. Don't bring me back there. <laughs> Anywho, um, so I did say, you know, put a little tint on the eyebrows. Now I have my regular hair is like a light brown to, to a medium brown. <laughs> so I said put medium brown. Granted, it's colored uh, blonde. Blonde. But... But it fades like the the um, the eyebrow tint always fades. So you go a little darker in the beginning. I look like one of those sure? memes. Yeah, I look like one of those memes right now. You know, you see the baby with the sharpied eyebrows on. That's me. <laughs> to go with my Dutch little Dutch boy haircut. It's really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, folks. And you wonder why I'm drinking. Oh, now. my God. I, to be honest, your glasses kind of like the frame kind of co- coincides really? with Oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> and I've got a Santa's hat on, too. And yet, in between the glasses and the Santa hat, there they are. Oh, my God. But I just think you get cuter and cuter. I, mean, I think you should jingle your it's, bells it's for, the, for your eyebrows. It's like that. I feel so bad for her. I feel so what? <laughs> I feel so bad for her. <laughs> it's the pity. That's well, okay. I have to say that I um, went and sat with you at the airport. You had a stopover. You did, and it was so fun. It was so fun, and uh, you looked like for somebody who just not, not even for somebody who just got off like a what eight nine hour flight. Yeah, you looked no amazing. I well, looked like crap, you. and I had only driven like twenty. Oh, you minutes. look amazing, no matter what. You, she walks in. She looked like actually. She looked like the well seasoned traveler. She should have taken over. <laughs> I was wearing what I was wearing because the boots wouldn't fit in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and they they're long boots so everywhere i went it was like no shoes off for security so it's like a 15 minute ordeal getting these damn things off <laughs> trying to get com- you know computers and everything into the bins and you oh know <laughs> to be honest the heels on your boots could have been considered a lethal weapon i don't blame I them for checking i know i know but i appreciate it good so what's up well what we not much i um <laughs> what, what, why are we here yeah, seriously. What, oh, are we recording? <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking that when I get home from work, I'm starving. It's like when, as soon as my feet reach the kitchen, I'm like the mm. Tasmanian devil. I just, and, like and I just you put something in the microwave or something quick on the stove, and you're eating the whole time. Uh, I don't even bother. <laughs> it's like everything. I, everything tastes so good. I'm so yeah. hungry, even if it's like freezing cold. No, no cupboard or fridge is safe when I'm in that mode. <laughs> I know and, all of us. And then, and then, you know, like, it's one of those things where it seems like a good idea at the time to eat everything you can find in front of you. And uh-huh. then 10 minutes later, I'm on the couch with my, my belly, like, firmly resting between my thighs. Well, you know what? I'm glad it's only good 10 time. minutes. It's like 20 minutes later on me. And I'm like, mm, maybe I should stop now. 
<laughs> I, I don't know if I just like if I just doze off a little or you see my eyes gloss over it's because the two percent like energy level that I have right now mm-hmm. is is being used to process all that food I just ate I don't know if you have anything to say for the intro. I just want to say that you brought up, and you're absolutely right, that we or I, uh, I was pronouncing the Mamluks. Mamluk. <laughs> How was I saying it? Wrong. So it's the Mamluks. Right. <laughs> it's right. It's the Mamluks. So what we're going to do is we're going to re-record the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can sit through it one more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I discovered that at like 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I, I sent her a little laughing emoji saying, <laughs> you, Tara was fine, but... Yeah, you spelled, you were saying his ma'am looks wrong because his ma'am looks. Well, don't even get me started on Thoth because I okay. I said I'm. I was reading something again about Tara or listening to it, and they said Tot. I'm like, I bet you she means Thoth. Ah, uh, so I, I I looked it up and I was like, um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. How difficult can it be? There are so many pronunciations for it. There's Thoth, Thoth, Toot, Tote, Tot. Have any of us thought about the fact we don't know really what the proper name is? Somebody just read it on a hieroglyphic or something and decided to translate it. Maybe you were right. Yeah, it could be like a high-pitched squeal for all we know. Right. We don't know. We, we, we don't. Really and we will don't never know. know, Chris. We don't. Because no, we'll never look it up. <laughs> so many things from that episode will be a mystery because I didn't... <laughs> I created more questions than answers. I, I will say that seemed to be like, you know... Some of the consensus was, huh, I think I walked away with more questions than I did answers, but that's okay. okay. It is because you know, you know what our job is, Chris? It's to plant the seed, to make people want to learn more because Lord I, knows yes. they're not going to get the full picture here. Well, and to be fair, <laughs> let's not forget the purpose of this podcast, which everyone's going, yes, we know, Yeah, okay, yeah, is seriously. for us to learn. And so we're learning right along with everybody. And maybe we're not going to learn as much one week as we will the next. Yeah, so it, in particular, when it's Deb's week, when it's Deb's <laughs> week, it's like, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think that somebody has to, I think somebody listening to the podcast will hopefully laugh at least once and learn at least one thing. I think that it's, you know, today we laughed and learned. We need to be really careful about that, Chris, because that could be false advertising. What if we don't laugh <laughs> I think last week, maybe it was. I think, <laughs> God, we need, we or- need a lawyer. Oh, oh, was that episode where we sat in the closet? Oh, my over God. Over at your place, that first one, and we were crying. Yeah. I think oh it was episode God, 10. Yeah. Was it as early as 10? I don't know, but we need to get a move on, because it's going to be 17 minutes intro, and then we're we're 14, even, we haven't done the shout-outs. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. I, listen, I've decided we're not calling them shout-outs anymore. I didn't tell you. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Tell me now on live <laughs> podcast. You can see who rules the nest around here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I've decided I don't want to call them shout outs anymore. I like the word okay. highlight Ooh, better. Me like I feel like shout out is like one is better than the other one. When everyone's a little different, everyone I enjoy all of them. And, you know, and it's just like okay. picking one out of the hat to highlight. I'm not saying yeah. you're better than everybody else this week because everybody's their own special thing. So I want to highlight somebody this week. Fantastic. Or feature. But feature. Or feature. Yeah, that you see. So this is a 50-50 collaboration. Except I except I feel oh, like feature boy. would be there on the podcast with us. I know it's, that did. Today we laughed along with Deb featuring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Okay, I'm happy to go with that. You're good another with highlight. Business decision made. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there's another word, but it'll it'll come to us. But for now, let's highlight. Yeah, we're highlighting today. 
Look at us highlight. <laughs> Would you we like laughed, to... learned, and highlighted. Well, I'm going to highlight first because then I'm going to take yes. a break, drink my drink. Well, and then I, it's my week. So, you know, it's a shorty. Oh, All right. Boy. So I'm going to highlight someone. This week, I chose this one guy. He goes by the name DJ Scoob. So we'll go with that. Oh, I like uh, him. He's a super guy. Yeah. Uh, when we, again, first got on Twitter, he followed us kind of in the early days. But no matter what, he always takes care to retweet. He listens. Oh. He comments. And he's super helpful. Like, mm -hmm. do you remember the week that Robert the doll cursed your microphone? Yes, I do. Because you insulted Robert? Yeah. Well, I it was, was well-deserved. I deserved that. You did deserve that. There's really no question in that. No, I know. I repent. But I paid for it because I had to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I didn't think that was fair, but um, Robert and I have had a chat and we've been fine ever since. Anyway, mm -hmm. he, you know, jumped right on and said, what's up? You know, I use Aud yeah. uh, Audacity. What do you need help with? And he worked me through it and he sent me a couple of videos to watch so I could figure out, you know, wow. for future reference. He's, he's always super helpful. Yes. Always super nice. Always has nice uh, motivational quotes on his board and stuff. Yeah. Really super duper guy. Um, anyway, he does a great job. He has this podcast called Undiscovered Entrepreneur, which I wish it wasn't the word entrepreneur because I can't really say it. <laughs> <laughs> also, we aren't entrepreneurs. Exactly. That's why we never learned. <laughs> so we're but trying. It really is. It, it's really good. It's called Undiscovered Entrepreneur. He does amazing. great interviews with some amazing, accomplished entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that's you really why we've never been on his show. Exactly. <laughs> But he does give really great advice, or his mm -hmm. guests do. He's a great interviewer. Wow. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily apply to just entrepreneurs. It usually applies to kind of life, you know? Yeah. yeah. I do suggest either planning to go back and re-listen or have a pen and paper ready, because he's always got something in this podcast you want to remember. Wow. Um, and I do um, highly suggest listening, if you want to pick one to listen to first, there's one that came out... I, don't know what number it is but it was on october 25th mm -hmm. and it's titled kj the 15 year old nft creator and motivational speaker holy hell what a great episode you told <laughs> me about that it sounded amazing i do have to check it out um oh. and i just realized he too is celebrating his one year anniversary. oh just like all yeah. hallows eve so dj scoob happy anniversary and here's to many more congratulations congratulations keep it up Check him out. Yeah. Chris is drinking her mudslide. I I said cheers, and I needed to drink my drink. Yes, up totally, obviously. It would have been, been rude. rude. <laughs> oh my god, we're like the same person. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to highlight. Um, did you know that podcasters are original content creators? Doesn't that sound cool? Oh, I'm changing our title. I know. We, because I, I, I know other podcasters fit into that, but do we too? Sure, shit we do. We do we do anything original or, <laughs> oh God, or <laughs> creative? Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> I know, I know. We create mudslides. No. <laughs> well, in the I good way, in the bad to, way. <laughs> exactly. Um, I listened to, and I know that you've listened to him too, and it was mm -hmm. worth every minute. I'm going to keep listening um, to a friend we've made on Twitter. His name is Ken. You know him. Yes, I do. He has the Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, and he's absolutely amazing. He I, is. You know that I love lifestyle. I love people mm -hmm. 
who share their, you know, day-to-day experiences, what they've been through. And, you know, it can be sort of a serious episode. It can be a lighter episode. He has people on his show. Uh, and I just really love that style. I feel like I was, you know, sitting in a room chatting with him. Um, you feel like you're one of his friends. Yeah, you know, exactly. You've never met him. And he's a super, super nice guy. He's always he has is. a kind word towards us. And his exactly. podcast is really nice. And it's uh, super supportive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I zeroed in, of course, on an episode called Fear and Anxiety. No, oh, well, there because, you go. <laughs> because that's the stuff I love. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciated him being vulnerable and getting his experience out mm-hmm. there. And I think that, you know, I've read a lot about how being vulnerable and, and opening up is particularly hard for men. Um, mm-hmm. so I really appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of, you know, other men appreciated knowing that they were the only ones going through sort of oh, a difficult sure. time. I'm so, sure. but I think, I don't think he just talks about that kind of stuff. I think he talks about all sorts of different stuff. And I was going to say that he, I think, um, the la- he's, ha- he's got like 107 episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He's got like six seasons, but I was thinking, Chris, that yeah. we should tell him to listen to our episode on the number 108 because that's his next episode oh 108 as we all know is a very spiritually significant number so Mm -hmm. ken if you're listening listen to the chop chop episode (laughs) you have no (laughs) idea because there's zero description about it because i've never gone back to fix that (laughs) exactly i think i was supposed to do that actually um (laughs) but anyway the point is uh check him out he's a wonderful a wonderful at his job and a wonderful person mr gentleman lifestyle podcast so there you go. Look at us highlighting yeah. away. We are highlighting away. And I cool. wish I could highlight everybody, but we have an episode to do. And it's my we week, do. so we better step to it. Oh, my goodness. Should I put my pajamas on? We're going to be here for a while. Well, oh, you were dear. silly not to get yourself a drink, weren't you? Uh, well, I got water. It is Jingle Bell season. You're supposed to have a drink. Okay. Uh, I, we might have to have a, have a pause. <laughs> Debbie needs a mudslide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this week, I, as usual, had a different topic in mind. <laughs> Reminds me of something. Every week. I noticed a bunch of other podcasts were starting the holiday episodes, and I got jelly. Oh. And we did put up our tree yesterday, and <laughs> I'm super duper duper try- tired, so I'm like, oh, I'll just do a quickie. Oh, <laughs> famous last Chris words. <laughs> I ain't kidding. God. So I'm going down Christmas Lane. Aw. Well, you now, have fun. I'll see. I'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is an episode that could either fall flat as a pancake, if you've Which never heard also of it. Done. Mm-hmm. If you if you Deb have never heard of it. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Or, Which you know how <laughs> likely that is because I do live under a rock. I know, but I think there's a chance. <laughs> Uh, uh, every i'll pretend. just put it this way every other person listening to it mm-hmm. knows it <laughs> but oh, i question wow. you <laughs> okay yeah i don't feel any pressure whatsoever no but if you uh oh boy it could be okay if you have heard it you know i think it'll be fine and All i'm right. tired and just giddy and i'm sure i'm not gonna be able to read it well so but um, apart from that please keep listening everybody yeah <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we have a great podcast. Okay. I go. stayed away. I could have gone to bed early. I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stayed up for everyone so they'd get an episode on Thursday. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we anyway. will thank you after the episode. When That's probably a wise choice. All right. Hit it. I am covering. Oh, God. It's a simple one. Mm-hmm. The making of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, oh okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
Yes, of course I've heard of it. Okay. It doesn't matter if you've heard of it. Have you seen it? I didn't want to put the word seen in the beginning. So have you seen? She hasn't seen it, people. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. Is there, um, wait. Oh, Jiminy Cricket. Come on. (laughs) Wait a second. Oh, no. I was thinking of something else. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to laugh and learn along with you. Sorry to interrupt our fascinating podcast, but we need to tell you about a great new app we found. It's called Newsly. Newsly is a new all-in-one audio super app. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean it picks up the top trending articles from all over the web on whatever topics you choose and get this. It reads the article to you in a natural human voice. So basically the whole web is now listenable. That's incredible. Not only for like the general public, but I would think this would be a game changer for those maybe suffering from dyslexia or vision impairment. Right. You can browse articles from any topic you choose, or maybe you just want something specific like tech or Bitcoin, or maybe even the Kardashians. Another great feature is their digital radio. And don't forget podcasts. We're talking trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Oh, did I mention we're on there too? Oh, yes, we are. I know we've made it our go-to app for podcasts. So why don't you? Download Newsly now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And if you use promo code LAUGHLEARN, which will also be in the description so you don't forget, you will get one month free of Newsly Premium. That's www.newsly.me and use promo code LAUGHLEARN. That's one word. Now, back to our episode. It's a black and white movie? Okay, yes, I knew that. I did. I really did. I promise I did. Give her one point. (laughs) It goes back a long time ago. And like normally it's something you would, in the 80s, they played it on TV like every day. I I am with you. I might just not know all the details. You have some knowledge of the movie? Yes, I do, Chris. How much of it? Do you need a quick recap of the movie? Well, is it going to be really long? Not if I speak fast. Okay, hurry. (laughs) Go. Go. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I lost my note. Oh, boy. Um, wait a minute. Let me just finish my spiel, and then I'll give you a quick recap. Oh, wow. <laughs> you weren't finished? No, because I'm going to apologize, because there are a few other podcasts covering Christmas movies, uh, but I'm mm. only going to cover this one. It was They kind of inspired me, because I really wanted to do something Christmassy, but didn't want to do, mm. like, the history of Christmas, you know? <laughs> um, and for me, it's not Christmas so- until I've actually seen It's a Wonderful Life, um, <laughs> because... Okay, no, wait. I haven't actually sat down and watched it in over 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. But it does go on into the DVD player whenever I wrap gifts. <laughs> so are you, because re- I'm doing a chapter in my in my uh, life coaching course on mindfulness. I don't really think you're mindful in that moment when you're wrapping gifts. I don't think you're really watching it. I think oh, you're no, a fake watcher. I'm, I'm half watching. I am listening. And it brings me back. I've been doing, it's been on the tv for a good 30 years every time i wrap gifts so it's kind of a moment okay i get it okay it's a moment i would say it's mindful uh, i i think what you're doing is you're mindfully reliving a childhood um experience the the combining the wrapping of the present with listening to this listening not focusing on young adult the movie (laughs) whatever it is it's good (laughs) just shut up and read the thing okay hurry up hurry up That's my co-host. She's like, hurry up. My week's next week. (laughs) Everybody else knows the damn story. Only Deb doesn't. 
I tell it to me and I'm sure I, I, I think I'm tell me with and I'll know it <laughs> miracle on 34th street. I think that I'm mixing those things up Okay, to be, you know, what's funny. Oh, I have never seen miracle on 34th street. I well, owned who is I owned a DVD. Now. I've owned a DVD yeah. and three VHS tapes of it, but never mm-hmm. watched it. <laughs> well then I might as well come clean and say that I've never even heard of it's a wonderful life. No, I'm totally, <laughs> totally kidding. Back under I the have rock. heard of it. Okay. Just you could have said me- they don't show it in Canada. I don't know what you're talking about. See, you had an out. No, I had an oot. That's how it's say <laughs> in Canada. Um, no, Look, we are owning our ignorance. No, I do. I've definitely heard of It's a Wonderful Life. And if you refresh my memory, I'll be able to tell you what okay, I might or might not know. I did not write this. This came straight from Wikipedia. Oh, boy. Be glad I didn't write it. Hurry, now, on God Christmas Eve, 1945, in Bedford Falls, New York, George Bailey contemplates suicide. <gasps> the prayers of his family and friends reach heaven, where guardian angel second-class Clarence Oddbody is assigned to save George in or in order to earn his wings. Yes, Clarence has shown flashbacks of George's life. Mm-hmm. He watches twelve-year-old George rescue his younger brother Harry from drowning, but becomes deaf in his left ear. Later, mm-hmm. George prevents the pharmacist, Mister Gower, distraught over the death of his son, from accidentally poison- poisoning a prescription that was going to be delivered. Mm-hmm. In 1928, George plans a world tour before college. He's reintroduced to Mary Hatch, mm-hmm. who has been enamored with him since childhood. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't remember that. <laughs> when his father dies suddenly, George I do. Post- <laughs> of course you did. George <laughs> postpones his travel to s- settle the family business. Bailey Brothers building alone. Um, these crazy board members, Henry F., because I couldn't read the word they said, uh, Henry F. Potter, who controls most of the town, seeks to dissolve the building alone. But the board votes to keep the building alone open if George runs it. Mm-hmm. So George acquiesces and works alongside his Uncle Billy and gives his tuition that he was going to use for his college to his brother Harry with the understanding that when Har- that Harry will run the business when he graduates. Mm-hmm. Well, brothers being brothers, Harry returns from college married with and with a job offer from his father-in-law. Mm-hmm. And George resigns himself to running the building alone. Remember, he wanted to travel the world. Yep. George and Mary rekindle their relationship and are married. They witness a run on the bank and use their honeymoon savings to keep the building alone solvent. Oh, boy. Under George's leadership, the company establishes Bailey Park, a modern housing development surpassing Potter's overpriced slums. Mm. Potter entices George with a job offer of 20000 a year, but realizing that Potter's true intentions is to, clo- to close the building alone, George rebuffs the offer. Mm-hmm. So now during World War II, George is ineligible for service because of his deaf, le- deaf ear, mm-hmm. but is active in the domestic war effort. On Christmas Eve, 1945, the town prepares a hero's welcome for Harry, who is oh. awarded the Medal of Honor for his actions in the U.S. Navy fighter pilot preventing a kamikaze attack on a troop transport. Mm. Billy goes to Potter's bank to deposit $8,000 of the building alone's cash. He taunts Potter with a newspaper headline about Harry, but absentmindedly wraps the envelope of cash in Potter's newspaper. Mm -hmm. And Potter's the bad guy. Uh Potter finds the money and keeps it, while Billy cannot figure out where he put it. Mm. Uh, Now, with the bank's examiner reviewing the company's records, George realizes scandal and criminal charges will follow. Fruitlessly retracing Billy's steps, George berates him and takes out his frustrations on Mary and the kids. 
George appeals to Potter for a loan, offering his life insurance Potter policy as collateral. But of course, Potter chastises George and refuses to help. And then he calls the police. So George flees Potter's office. He gets drunk at a bar and prays for help. Uh, suicidal, he goes to a nearby bridge. But before he can jump, Clarence dives into the river and George has to rescue him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen this movie a thousand times in other TV shows, but... Um, exactly. Yeah. It reminds <laughs> me of um, Scrooge. Right. Like going back to, you know, when he was younger and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when George wishes that he had never been born, Clarence shows George a timeline in which he, in which he never existed. Bedford Falls is now Pottersville, an unsavory town occupied by sleazy entertainment venues, crimes, and uh, callous people. Mr. Gower is imprisoned for manslaughter because George wasn't there to stop him from accidentally poisoning poisoning with the prescription. Mm -hmm. George's mother does not know him. Uncle Billy was institutionalized after the building loan failed. Billy Mm -hmm. Park is a cemetery where George Mm -hmm. discovers Harry's grave because without (gasps) George, Harry had drowned as a child. Oh. And without Harry to save them, the troops um, uh, aboard the transport ship were killed. Because remember, Harry saved us. Right, yeah. See? Domino. George finds Mary, who's now a spinster. I hate that word. And when he claims to be her husband, she screams for the police and George flees. So George races back to the bridge and begs Clarence for his life back. The original reality is restored and a grateful George rushes home to await his arrest. Meanwhile, Mary and Billy have rallied the townspeople who who donated more than enough to cover the missing money. Harry arrives and toasts George as the richest man in town. Among the donations, George finds a copy of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, a gift from Clarence, with a note assuring him that no man is a failure who has friends, and thanked him for his wings. When a bell on the Christmas tree rings, George's youngest daughter, Zuzu, explains that that means uh, that an angel has earned his wings, and George realizes that he truly has a wonderful life. So have you seen it? I actually wrote that description for Wikipedia. Oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I tried to do it fast and everyone's like, oh, I know. I've seen the damn movie. <laughs> okay. I have seen bits and pieces of it, but I, I think that what I should do is, um, what's it called? Commit to sitting down mindfully and Ooh. watching it from beginning to end. What do you be think? Honest, it gets a little boring in the middle. Really? <laughs> I'll, I'll do that, that skip when you can skip like 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Really? It's actually no. Okay. It's a it's a good movie. I've seen it a b- billion times. Oh. And a b- billion is a real word. Do you th- do you think <laughs> our podcast gets a little bit boring in the middle? I think it's probably from beginning <laughs> to end, but nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit me. Okay, so this 1946 film was directed by uh, Frank Cha- uh, Chopra. Okay. This story is not originally a screenplay. It oh. is really based on a Christmas card. What? That must have been one hell of a Christmas card. It was, actually. Um, to be fair, I did that actually for effect to make you say what. <laughs> but I'm not far. But yeah, I'm but not I fell far, into your trap. But I'm not far from the truth, I promise. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I just kind of skipped apart. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, okay, see, back in 1938, an American author, Philip Van Doren Stern, what a name. Mm-hmm. woke up one Saturday morning and remembered a dream he had just had. And he said, and I quote, the idea came to me 
um, complete form, start to finish, the most unusual occurrence, as any writer will tell you, for ordinarily a story has to be struggled with, changed around, mixed up, end quote. So he got to work rewriting this dream, which, by the way, is reminiscent of uh, Charles Dickens' 1843 novel, uh, A Christmas Carol. Yeah, well, that's is... what I meant by Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this story that he said he remembered from beginning to end, it yeah. took him four years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just thought that was like, you just said how you remembered everything. And yet it took you four years to write this. Okay, but he was clearly, maybe he was a procrastinator. Maybe he wasn't thinking oh, about it future. So, yeah, he hadn't see? heard our episode. Yeah, you see? <laughs> imagine imagine a world without us in it. Imagine the whole world right now. Oh, you poor back. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Look at the sun no. shining. <laughs> I get it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how long he slept. I mean, maybe he... <laughs> If it took him four years to write, you'd think. However, so this took from 1939 to 1943. And all that time, Mm -hmm. he created a 4,000-word short story. (laughs) Okay, you know what, Chris? We shouldn't, you know, until we've written a short story and and a movie and a book, we shouldn't judge people. He only wrote the short story. But still, look what happened afterwards. I think we need to just bite our tongues a little. We're we're being sassy. Eh. I like being a little sassy. I know. So, so this 4,000 uh, words short story was called The Greatest Gift. Um, wow, what did I, I guess I was being sassy, which wasn't looking like it. <laughs> you see? You see, I was trying to save you from yourself. <laughs> okay. Because he wasn't looking like anyway. he went from publisher to publisher and he had no takers. So in December of 1943, he decided to make 200 copies of this story, hmm. and he sent them out as Christmas cards to his friends and family. Oh, now that's—he should be on DJ Scoop's podcast. That was very entrepreneurial of him. It, it was. Well, was it? Yeah. Wasn't it? It's more than what we've done with yeah, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even go back to the. Uh, what do you call it? Episode and write. It's about the number 108. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so again, I think that we shouldn't be so quick to judge our friend. Well, What's his name uh, again? Um, Philip Van Doren Stern. Hid four God, names. It took I you know. four years to just pronounce that. <laughs> anyway, so back to my Christmas card. It was 21 pages long. You, you received a 21-page Christmas card. <laughs> oh, now that I know the story behind it, it's kind of interesting. Okay. Well, somehow, one of these cards or pamphlets or essays, whatever you want to call it, ended up in the hands of RKO Pictures producer David Hampstead, and he showed it to Cary Grant. Whoa. At least she's known that before. (laughs) (laughs) Score one for Deb. (laughs) I am winning this episode. You are. So Cary Grant liked it, and he wanted to play George Bailey in the movie. Oh, my God. So. see? I know. So they bought the movie rights for $10,000 in the April of 1944. Oh, my God. So $10,000 divided by four years is uh, $2,500. So that's quite the haul. Well, for then, for yeah. The four year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so many screen. Of course, you can't just take 21 pages and expect to make an entire movie out of it, right? You're going to need some screenwriters to f- adapt it to the screen. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so true. many screenwriters worked on this adaptation, but Arcan actually ended up selling it to uh, Frank Capra's production company for the same mm-hmm. $10,000. They oh, just okay. wanted to unload it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Uh, but Frank didn't want Cary Grant. He wanted Jimmy Stewart. And oh now Cary God. Grant was out. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So um, oh, that was very hoity-toity of him to... He had a vision, Deb. He had a vision. And obviously, Cary Grant didn't work into it. Well, I mean, really, there was nothing really very charismatic about Cary Grant. So I can see that. Okay. Well, (laughs) glad you agree. I'm being sassy. I know. Okay. So along with Jimmy Stewart, uh, Capra was also considering his best friend, Henry Fonda. Mm. However, Henry Fonda would be working on another movie at the time when he was planning to film It's a Wonderful Mm. Life. So we picked Jimmy. and now for the 17 supporting roles he was considering over 170 established actors i didn't write them down but they were truly established actors oh my god that's unbelievable from like a short story of 21 pages unbelievable right he did really believe in this movie though so now they gotta film it bedford Mm -hmm. falls turned out to be the most elaborate set ever built up to Mm -hmm. that point it was Mm -hmm. filmed in culver city and and encino california and this set took two months to build. Wow. It consisted of 75 stores and buildings, a working bank set, a residential neighborhood. He added a tree-lined um, center parkway, a 300-yard main street, and planted 20 full-grown trees. Wow. Very elaborate. And, um, oh, I believe they were oak trees, by the way. Oh, I, I was actually going to ask, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I, I, I understand. Um, he actually allowed cats, dogs, and pigeons to roam around to give it kind of that lived-in feeling. Really? Yeah. My <laughs> word. <laughs> he saw, he had a vision. So filming began on April 15th, 1946 and finished July 27th, mm-hmm. 1946. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's some fun facts because, it's, you know, that's basically what this whole thing is. Yeah. Um, only two locations of the film are still around today. Hmm. One of them being the swim gym, which I don't know if you remember the scene where they're dancing and the floor of the gymnasium opens up and they fall in. Of course I do. That's like an Owned. iconic scene. How did, how did okay, you Okay, fine. We, I will see it. I promise. God. <laughs> anyway, the swim gym, mm-hmm. it's real and it's at the Beverly Hills High School. And I know it was being remodeled, but I think it's done. Uh, and it's wow. still being used. Oh, and the second is Martini's house, which you only see for a minute anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's in La Canada, Flint Ridge, oh. California. I don't think La. it's really it's... Canada because there's a little squiggly over the N, like pinata. Yeah. No, Canada. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll go in Canada because Deb's here. Yeah. And if it would be Le Canada, it wouldn't be La Canada because it's masculine, not feminine. So just say it. Sorry, You're showing off what? now. You jealous? <laughs> I'm you trying to, to make up what? for how stupid everybody thinks I am <laughs> for never having seen this movie. God, I hope I'm right about Look Canada. Okay, anyway, yeah. <laughs> You've heard of Donna Reed, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank the Lord. <laughs> she was in that movie. Okay, <laughs> obviously. Uh, although this was not her first movie, this was her first feature film. Mm. And the woman who played George Bailey's mom was Beulah Bondi. 
And she was actually really good at that role. And she should have been because she played Jimmy Stewart's mom in five other movies. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, if it works, stick (laughs) with it. Stick with it. Wow. And for those of you who are way, way older than you and I are, Deb, Mm -hmm. you may remember a show called Little Rascals or Our Gang. Well, for those who remember way back when. (laughs) I wasn't obsessed at all with that show. (laughs) I I always just, they would just, it was just on on a Sunday and I would watch it, but I never. No, I loved it. it. I loved it. Well, that makes one of us. Uh, Well, anyway, the one who actually pushed the button to open up the gym floor uh, was Alfalfa on uh, those shows. No way. Yeah. And he didn't even get credit in the movie. Oh, my God. Well, he showed them. I know. Well, he's super that, famous. Uh, he was famous before that because he was oh, a kid. What? Well, he was a kid in Little Rascals and our gang. By the time he was in uh, It's oh, a Wonderful I Life, thought... he was a, you okay. know, a young adult. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Might have to edit okay. that out. No, I doubt it. Now, surprisingly, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart was actually very unsure if he should take the role on this mm-hmm. movie. Um, and actually, Lionel Barrymore, Drew Barrymore's great-grandfather, mm-hmm. was the one to convince him. See, Jimmy Stewart, along with Henry Fonda, hadn't worked in five years because he was in the Air Force Reserve, and he mm-hmm. went to serve on the front lines of World War II. Wow. Uh, Jimmy Stewart flew dozens of combat missions in Nazi-occupied Europe, and wow. he came home a decorated war veteran. Wow. A uh, war Amazing. hero, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as most of uh, the men who were serving, he was suffering badly from what we now call PTSD. Oh, no. God. And on top of that, he looked like hell. Oh. (laughs) And because of all the fighting and all the airplanes and everything, he actually lost some hearing. So for him to work, think about that. He can't hear his cues, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of interesting um, that he was going to be playing somebody who also lost his hearing. I know. I as I was writing this ever so fastly, I was curious if they added that in. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm saying. Maybe. If if it was because the again the original story was 21 pages, it was only 4,000 words. Was this yeah. a detail they added? Maybe for because Jimmy. the plot in the plot of the movie it has to do around war and um, yeah. wartime and stuff. So I just wonder if they added that in there as I didn't run across it as that was the case, but I just kind of felt yeah. like maybe it was. Well, they had to, you know, those 21 pages needed to become, you know, 300 stat. So they had to, they definitely oh, filled some stuff in. Oh, they did. They did. They said, actually, what originally it was and what it turned into. It's a, it's a little blurry. <laughs> Night and day. Yeah. But I just wonder if that hearing thing came after they decided Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting hired because he looked like hell. He'd lost so much weight over there and everything. Oh. Uh, it was an easy task. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the movie now. There mm-hmm. are a few scenes where you can actually see his PTSD coming through. You really? can see it affecting him. Yeah, there's there's quite a few different scenes. Like, um, there's one when they mention war, and there's a like a change in his eyes. Really, like it, like it, that's not acting. Like you can right. tell that it's right. Wow, it actually now I want to see it him. even more. I know. And there's one example. He's at the bar, and I forget. He asks God something like why or something like that, mm-hmm. and he starts. So- he actually starts sobbing. Like, that's oh. not acting. He's sobbing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I can totally see that, but oh. I do want to add, Jimmy Stewart served 27 years with the Air Force Reserve. God. He retired a brigadier general. 
the highest ranked Hollywood actor in uniform. Wow. Okay. Well, off of that. Mm -hmm. Another thing, if you look closely during a scene when it's snowing, Mm -hmm. George barely is sweating. And I remember I've seen that and I know I've noticed that every single time that it looks like he's sweating. He is sweating. And that's because they were filming during a heat wave. (laughs) Oh my God. You remember they're filming Christmas in July. Yeah, in yeah, California. Yeah, in California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Now, I want to go see. I gotta let you go because I have to go watch this movie now. I know. No, but wait, yeah. wait, wait. Speaking of the snow, mm-hmm. up until then, the snow used in movies was actually ready for this one. Cornflakes painted white. Oh my god! Imagine that being your job. I was just gonna say that. Can you imagine getting hired on a movie set? You're all excited, and they're like, "Okay, paint." <laughs> paint a canadian blizzard's worth of snowflakes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what, why didn't they just use frosted flakes they were already they white. probably weren't out yet they probably didn't maybe they that was the beginning frost. of frosted flakes maybe it was maybe oh my god <laughs> Isn't oh my that god funny? we have once again found the holy grail I know. This actually posed a big problem because the <laughs> snow caused audio issues due to the crunch, crunch, crunch of the snow. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, it's falling, on the, it's falling from the sky and it's going ting, 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 and then they step and it's crunch, crunch. Oh my God. Why do I, why did I think that they used like um, soap, like clothes detergent or something? Ivory snow. Yeah, something like Oh, that's why they I may have that. at some point in time. Yeah. When the whole, um, like, what's it called? Cornflake debacle <laughs> subsided. <laughs> and, it's, and it's still better than what was it, the Wizard of Oz. They, um, they what? sprinkled asbestos on them. Oh my God. Imagine if they had used Rice Krispies, it would have been like snap, crackle and pop, and pop and when pop. they were stepping over it. They could have turned into a musical at that point. <laughs> but yeah, so. The snow, they created a quieter snow, actually. The snow in Bedford Falls was was not going to be the popular breakfast cereal. It was now going to be fomide, which is the stuff inside your fire extinguisher. And they mixed it with sugar and water. This snow earned them the film, they earned the film, a technical award for, from the Motion Picture Academy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't think the cornflakes was going to do that. I can't believe they painted cornflakes for snow. I think I would be like, what am I being punished for? I mean, a job is a job, you know, honestly, it'll right. go without being facetious, but wow, that's painstaking. Yeah. Okay. And you can't dump, I mean, I, I, you couldn't just dump them into the can of paint. They would just blob together. Well, no. Yeah. And how do they dry? Like, do you have to, how, how, you'd have to how put do them on dry? like a cooking rack? They put, you know, like they have to put but, them on racks. One cornflake. But I mean, the logistics are just off the charts. I mean, you thought the post office was a challenging thing. You know, you know. you're getting to your house in like five hours. Can you, Crazy, it had huh? never occurred to you that there was a more challenging task of having to paint cornflakes. <laughs> the things we are discovering, Chris. I know. Sorry. You are so the, tired. I know. I am like, I told you this is going to go good or it's going to go bad. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> Now, it is fine. I'm sure you Carry remember on. the scene in the pharmacy <laughs> when Mr. Grower slaps yeah. young George Bailey. And when he slaps oh, him, he causes bastard. his ear to bleed. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. according to the actor that played young George, Gower was actually drinking and he actually slapped <gasps> him and he actually oh caused God. his ear to bleed. 
But don't worry, oh, Gower hugged him afterwards. He that's, hugged him afterwards? Annoying. Well, yeah, he felt bad. Uh, well, yeah, but what are all these ear references? Like, it's just, there's well, when, there's a bigger picture well, here. There's something going on. Okay, well, as you know, in the movie, in the Do beginning. Do you hear what I George, hear? <laughs> they didn't reference that. Although, do you hear what I hear? It talks about angels. Clarence is an angel. I mean, it could go really if you try. You see the but connection But in the I beginning, made? I know you're amazing. George barely saved his brother, lost, got an infection in his ear, lost a hearing in exactly. his ear. Then Gower yes. slapped him in his bad ear and yeah. caused it to bleed. Okay. So it's not like a coincidence, it. but I don't know. I feel like, I think the tarot is trying to tell us something. I wonder if there's a major arcana ear card. Watch the movie. <laughs> Watch the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How's your mudslide? Okay. I just had a little water right now, but my mudslide's good. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yay. So there is a scene when Uncle Billy leaves George's house and stumbles into a bunch of trash cans and he yells, I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, that was actually an accident. A crew member in the back actually dropped something. And the actor had yelled, I'm all right. But Copper, uh, Copper liked it. So he kept it in the movie. And he actually paid the crew member 10 bucks for his part in the movie. Oh, my God. Isn't he probably cute? got credit, whereas Alfalfa didn't. At the very end of the movie, they all sing um, the famous New Year's song, Old Lang Syne. It was supposed to be Ode to Joy. I don't know what that is. Glad okay. Didn't do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? No. I haven't. No, Strangely enough, no. I haven't heard of it. I, I know I'm a walking encyclopedia. Oh, well, this is true. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I forgot I asked you. Um, <laughs> you forgot and... who you were talking to. <laughs> I spaced it. <laughs> so, anywho, this beloved movie, seen by millions and millions, was a huge hit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Not you know damn well book. I'm going to say nope. <laughs> I'm kidding. <clears throat> I do. No, it wasn't. Really? Really, it cost three point seven million to make, but it only Jeez. brought in three point three million. Oh, pretty much killed Frank uh, Chopra's career. Oh my! They thought he God. was washed up. He was done. <gasps> uh, and oh, in that no. year, over four you know four hundred films were made, and oh. It's a Wonderful Life ranked at like number twenty six in revenue. Wow! And it it placed one spot higher than than I really don't know. Miracle oh, the Miracle Street. on 34th Street? <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Look, that's three points for me. I know. Wow. Blah, blah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was French. <laughs> Sorry, forget it. You, you know, um, I have the knowledge here and you're just trying to overshadow me. I, it, I'm trying do you, not Do you to want to be your week? I, I, well, I, I'm feeling like a, a third wheel. I'm, feeling, I'm trying to prove that there is a point to me being here. Aww. Are you wagging, shaking your little bell at me? I am. Thank I'm you. trying to say it's Christmas. If you don't know about it, you're going to watch it and you're going to see it and you're going to understand why it's so Christmassy okay. spirity. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, you know, it also received five, um, uh, what do you call it? Oscars? Yes. Nominations. Nominations. One zero. It, it didn't win any, but it got nominated. Oh, there you go. But the question remains, how did it become a Christmas classic? Yeah. Well, it didn't actually happen until the 80s. Oh, figures. Figures. So Everything great. happened in the 80s. <laughs> <We're> amazing. <laughs> anyway, back in 1974, 
someone did an oopsie doopsie uh-huh. and they caused the copyright to lapse. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This meant the movie was now public domain. <gasps> kind of. For those who don't know, when something becomes public domain, that means you can broadcast it without paying any royalty fees or licensing fees. Oh, my God. So that little clerical error was, yes. to be fair, it was only to the film's images. The story's mm-hmm. copyright remained intact because Philip Van Doren Stern made sure to renew it on his part. Well, he was, like, Philip was like that. That was a Philip thing to do. He, it, totally. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 you can't pull the wool he was over Philip's eyes. You know? Yeah. No, no. So then the 80s came along, <laughs> along with the invention of cable and VCR. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it was on continuously. <laughs> I mean, all the time. <sighs> and because it was still public domain, many, many com- companies released it on VHS. Mm-hmm. So not just one company, many companies. Oh, my God. Oh, and then there's that whole colorization thing they started to play with. Remember that? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. When companies wanted to start colorizing all the black and white so people would watch it. Mm-hmm. And Capra was, he was with it um, mm-hmm. until the company who was going to do it with him took away all his artistic rights. Oh. Presumably because they didn't want to have to pay him anything uh, when they realized his film was still public domain. Wow. So like, oh, wait, we don't need you. We'll do it ourselves. Oh my God. It sounds like the bad guy in the movie. Uh, so this, and they ended up being like three different colorized versions uh, mm-hmm. released. And in 1993, RKO, who owned the movie, finally won back the rights through the Supreme Court. Oh. And all those unsold VH- VHS tapes were supposed to be destroyed. Oh my God. Um, also in 1993, It's a Wonderful Life was the first commercial full length feature film on a CD ROM for the Windows PC. Wow. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Philip foresaw that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. he. he that's why it took him yeah. four years to write 4,000 words. <laughs> exactly. He was, it was more the medium he was thinking. Mm-hmm. The CD and yeah. Yeah. He's no, like, no. okay, it's going to start here, but look what's coming. Yeah, exactly. He, he had a vision, <laughs> like you said. Yep. He was a visionary. Uh-huh. Uh, so there were many features along with this movie. It didn't just play the movie. There was... um. Like you could, I mean, you could follow along with the written script and stuff like that. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what. But this CD-ROM yeah. uh, represented a milestone mm-hmm. as this was the longest running video um, up to this time. Because before this, the longest running was 32,000 frames or about 35 minutes. Really? Yep. Wow. We Well, we would know nothing about only being 35 minutes long. Our intros are 35 uh, minutes long. No, no. No, we're yeah, we're no. already at an hour. Merry Christmas, okay. anyway. <laughs> and in 1994, RK sold sold it to NBC, who now still shows it. They show it after Thanksgiving and on Christmas Eve. Oh. <laughs> um, in recent years, the American Film um, Institute considers it a top 100 best American movie ever. Mm-hmm. It landed at number 11 on the American Film Institute uh, of. 1998 greatest movies list mm-hmm. and number 20 on the 2007 list and number mm-hmm. one on its most inspirational american film of all time wow and in 1990 it was added to the national film Re- registry at the library of congress amazing you know something just occurred to me but i could be completely off i was a no. little bit surprised i'm not <laughs> it would be so strange for me um i was a bit surprised but i like i'm not sure how you feel 
that at that time, like I would have thought that suicide would be so taboo. Like you would, I don't know. It just, it really surprised me. I mean, again, this was wartime. Maybe what do you it was mean by common. taboo? Like, I think that it's something that, um, they wouldn't want to make a, a movie about, especially like a heartwarming, ultimately heartwarming, um, you know, Christmas movie. Right. So, you know, so it is, I'm yeah, it does seem kind of strange that they, but you know, it was occurred right after wartime. There were several movies that came out kind of along the same lines. Exactly. That's exactly. So I, I sort of interrupted myself. I was like, okay, it was wartime and I, you know, mm -hmm. it's probably the case, but um, I'm just wondering if it wasn't received the way they maybe expected it to be received because of that somehow. Maybe, uh, although something tells me they didn't announce that. So it was like a, a man mm. on his last, yes. you, know, last you know what I'm saying? Like very dramatic, his last, uh, his last string of hope or something, you know? Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I think it was really brave of them, you know? Yeah, it seems, I don't, I didn't, I have never really watched too many movies from like the black and white era, yeah. I would say I'm going to, but I don't. Yeah. So I don't know what topics they covered, but it does yeah. seem like something they would not cover. Exactly. Like even if it happened, was... it would be presented in a way where you'd have to figure out that that's what happened, you know? Exactly. So much was brushed under the rug, especially about, you know, mental health back then. That's sort of well, what surprised me. But well, and again, I don't think wartime. they, if I remember correctly, they never actually say, oh, he's going to end his life or he's going to commit suicide. I don't think. Right. I was going to watch it, but it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was just on the bridge or something. He was on the bridge looking over, so you knew what he was thinking. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, Clarence was there to save him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the word. I mean, heck, they even said in the uh, movie, one uh, they had to edit the because of you know when Clarence jumps in the water and uh, George saves him. When they mm -hmm. come out, they have to have the dry clothes dry, so it doesn't mm -hmm. look like either of them was naked. Or there was. One girl who says, oh, we were out all night and they had to get rid of the words all night because it insinuated something. <laughs> right. Yes, God. So yeah. <laughs> I, I sometimes don't think they For ever sure. mentioned what he was going to do. You just Right. Knew. Gotcha. So as for its late to the party success, uh, Frank Capra said it was the darndest thing he ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> he also states he never considered a Christmas movie anyway. Oh he just liked God. the idea of it. <laughs> you oh know, like it takes God. place at Christmas, but didn't consider it a Christmas movie. Well, yeah, maybe that's what we were, because it was sort of dark at heart, you know, but yeah. Right. Well, and it, and I even said, it's, it doesn't really feel like a Christmas movie, except for the fact that when he comes home, the Christmas tree is up. And, you know, I mean, yeah. it takes place at Christmas time. Yeah. But and it's not about what, hope and yeah. rejuvenation and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Donna Reed, Jimmy Stewart, and Frank Capra all have said that this was their favorite film to ever make. Oh. Uh, did you know Donna Reed didn't actually see the movie until the late 70s? No. <laughs> what the? And you think Philip yep. was bad for taking four years to write. I know. She's just like, oh, I made it, but I never got around to seeing it. Oh, yeah. my God. Maybe because it wasn't received well. Maybe she didn't want to, but she never admitted it. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't do well in the box office. So maybe she didn't yeah. want to see it. Maybe she thought she was terrible in it or something. Maybe for sure. Who knows? But I would have thought she would have, you know, there would have been a premiere or something. I, that that's what I was just going to say. Didn't they, they had yeah. like a movie coming out was huge back then. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. We're going to have to get Dawn on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's gone. I okay. I sorry. Know. Is she? Okay. I think so. We'll I look it up. We'll look it up. Okay. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Zuzu, the little girl who she gave petals to her father and he knows that he's not alive anymore when he that Clarence took him to another life because the petals aren't in his pocket anymore. Anyway, Zuzu was a little girl in the movie. And she didn't see it until the nineteen eighty until nineteen eighty. God. But I read one thing. She said, Oh, I just never got around to it. But there was one place where she said her mother said it was um inappropriate. Not inappropriate, but uh is it vanity that I wanna say? Oh, that it was vain of her to want to see herself in a movie? Yes. Yes. Oh. So wow. she wouldn't let her see. She, that would be improper, you know? Okay. Yeah. But I, I saw that one place, but that makes sense because she was a little girl, so her mother would have control over whether or not she sees it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hmm. And did you know the FBI saw it and considered it potential communist infiltration? Oh. They considered everything potential communist infiltration. What the hell were they doing? <laughs> Seriously, go get a job. This is ridiculous. Oh it was because God. they made the bank managers and the owner look like greedy and evil. And that's what oh. communist people did. According to <laughs> it was a popular thing to oh. do. Okay. I have nothing to comment on that. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about some money. Now, sure. The movie has a lot of talk about money. So young George says he wants to have a million dollars. And young George takes place in about 1919. So today he would have wanted $15 million. Oh, okay. In 1936 I, in the even, movie, I'd be Mr. Potter offers $20,000 annual. Mm-hmm. I know even in today's money. Yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Even Canadian uh, dollars, not young to George. be honest. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, I guess. I know, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in so 1936 20, supposedly salary yeah right today that would be over 350,000 oh my uh, also God. in I know in 1936 George gets paid $45 a week in the movie mm-hmm. that would be $800 a week now or 41,000 annually hmm. and there's a point when all the customers come in and want to take their money out because they think there's a problem mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Davis says she wants $17.50, oh. which would be about $250 today. <laughs> and <laughs> Mrs. Davis has a cute story. Uh-huh. She actually, when Frank Chopra said, uh, I just want you to give a low amount, something that, you know, your minimum amount you would need in, you know, and we'll see what reaction is. So when she went yeah. over and asked for $17.50, it surprised Jimmy Stewart. And he looked at her, he's like, Oh, thank you. And he leaned over and kissed her. And it was all just, you know, like, and she looked surprised because that was not in the script. He was so surprised over the uh, remark. Then there's a guy who wants his $242 that he has in the bank. Well, that's about $3,500 today. And in the end of the movie, there's still $2 left. So they didn't have to close the building loan. And that's about $36 today. Oh. (laughs) And in the the very end of the movie, he is given a $25,000 line of credit in 1946 mm-hmm. and that is about saying uh $286,000 today not bad not bad but Deb now it's time for our road trip oh where are we going saying why what road trip we are going why? it has what been road recorded trip? many well listen up it's been recorded many many places that Bedford Falls was loosely based on Clifton New Jersey by Philip Von Dornstern oh. Van Dornstern okay. However, I guess Seneca Falls, New York, thinks he's wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. They consider themselves the real Bedford Falls. 
And they advertise it as such. Yes. Um, So they have this bucket list festival that we need to go to. It's called It's a Wonderful Life Festival. You should see the movie before we go, though. (laughs) I promise. It runs for for four days. This Uh year from December 8th to the 11th. Now, I did print out the schedule. Oh, my God. It is 13 pages. (laughs) In four days? For this... Thirteen oh, and look at the print. Lord. I know. Thirteen now. Wow. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But here's some fun and don't forget, um, while you're there, here's some fun things you can do, but while you're there, visit the It's a Wonderful Life Museum. hmm So you can um you can go see a live radio show called Merry Christmas, George Bailey. Uh, mm-hmm. you can see the bells ringing, the bells of the real Bedford Falls. They have the reading of The Greatest Gift. Right. They have free roasted chestnuts. Oh. Who doesn't uh, don't want tell free me they're roasted on an chestnuts? Open fire. I, as long as they're on an open fire. Um, no, but I know there's a bonfire in here somewhere. Okay. Autograph signing by cast members. I don't know how many are left. Cast members? <laughs> Jeez. Well, we Who better get packing. Bring in? We're going to make it. I know. Before they're all shows. gone. Ready for this one? Oh, you're gonna you're doing this one, ready? The giant ready. cinnamon bun eating contest. Oh my god. And the list I goes know. on. It's 13 pages of a million different things that you can do. And so I think that's what next year we're doing. And all so right. you know, wait, I checked. What? Yes. From Ottawa to Seneca Falls. Oh is about god. three hours and forty two minutes. Oh now, that's close. It is close for you. Now, mine's a bit longer, but I'll do it. It's five hours and 27 minutes. Look at Ottawa being closer to Seneca Falls than Boston. Look at You're almost go. like the real Bedford Falls yourself. I know. I'm pretty sure we <gasps> are, but we're just Canadian, so we would just be like, okay, take it. Fine. We're sorry. We're Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, before I forget, mm-hmm. there was one rumor I almost forgot to mention that I would have kicked myself later. Mm-hmm. This is supposedly commonly known, never heard of it. (laughs) This commonly known rumor believed that Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street were named after Bert the cop and Ernie the cab driver in the movie. Oh, I love that. However, in 1999, John Stone, who was one of the producers of Sesame Street, debunked it and said it was just a coincidence. However, Mm -hmm. in 1996, the holiday special, a favorite in my house, Okay. Elmo Saves mm-hmm. Christmas. Oh, God. I love that one. It, it is so good, uh, isn't it? I, the, we, I watched that with my daughter hundreds of times. Hundreds. Every I love that. A moo bunny. So anyway, so in Elmo in Saves Christmas, Elmo actually refers to this rumor. He references it. There's a oh. scene where Bert and Ernie walk by a TV set. And yeah. it's playing the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And I vaguely remember this. Now I have to oh go back. We're going to play it yeah. anyway. Yeah. And Bert and Ernie look surprised when they hear in the movie, it says, Bert, Ernie, what's the matter with you guys? You were here on my wedding night. Oh, because that's from the movie. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That is incredible. I'm going to have to watch it again just to see that, too. I'm done. I loved it. That was You did like it good. You have a knack for getting me in the mood for whatever (laughs) holiday we're, you know, like two months beforehand. (laughs) No, I and love it. And it's only it. one month. 
This comes no, out I December know, 1st, I so. I know, I know. Thank you. I love that. Oh, okay. So we're going to wrap things up now. No, thank you, Chris. I love that. I do. I really want to see the movie for sure. After that, but I'll now you're like, the middle. it's a wonderful life. Almost saves Christmas. It's a wonderful life. Almost saves Christmas. There's plenty of time I, to see both though. Exactly. Now that I've got the heads up, I can just get on that. I might yeah. actually watch something tonight. I was, <laughs> I was ready to fall asleep before the episode, but look at us. Look at us all Christmased up. I know. I know. And I, I mean, oh. I'm not ready for bed. I can stay up all night. Oh God. You probably will with your jet lag. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you get some sleep. And we hope everybody enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure they did. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, By the way, you're listening to Today We Laughed and Learned. (laughs) (laughs) If you weren't sure where you were. Um, Yeah. So we want to thank you for all your support on Instagram and Facebook for joining us at Today We Laughed and Learned. We would love to hear from you. Anything that's on your mind, any suggestions, anything at all at uh, Today We Laughed at gmail.com. We appreciate all of the likes and the the follows and the subscribes and the ratings. Keep it up. Thank you so much. You're helping us uh, boost our podcast and hopefully getting us proposed to new listeners. So thanks so so very much for that. And um, I'm not sure if I missed anything huge, but I'm pretty sure we can say that today we definitely laughed. And we learned all about It's a Wonderful Life, the movie that Deb needs to go now watch. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm on it. Good night, everybody. Good night.